Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Chua Tian with your Market View. Now we'll put the focus on the state of the global economy today. According to the International Monetary Fund, severe fermentation of the global economy could reduce global economic output by, get this, up to 7%. But really, the question is which will be the economies most affected by the change? And with the World Economic Forum underway, to what extent can we expect the meeting to help policymakers navigate challenges within Europe? Closer to whom the Bank of Japan and Bank Indonesia are set to announce their rate decisions in the days ahead. But really, what can we expect and what will the central bank decision mean for the two economies? Now, for more, let's speak to Dr. Felix Brill, Chief Investment Officer at VP Bank. Hi, Dr. Brill. Welcome to the show. Hi, uh, thanks for having me. Well, great to have you. So, Dr. Brill, um, let's get started with some of those questions. The IMF said in a new staff report that severe fragmentation of the global economy could reduce economic output by up to 7%, but the losses could reach 8 to 12% in some countries if tech is also decoupled. So, just going to get your thoughts on this. Do you agree, and uh, which geographies will be most affected then? Well, first of all, I think it's some some more challenging news on top, I guess, right? Uh, as if there were, weren't enough negative news already out there in the for mm. and for the global economic outlook. Now, having said that, I think it's a very important topic. It's a relevant topic, um, but it's gonna be more like of a, of a slow burner. It's not so much uh, of relevance in the short term for financial markets. It's more like a long term theme. Actually, we covered that theme. Also, um, last year in our investment magazine telescope from a, a bit slightly different angle, focusing on, on trade. And we came to the conclusion now we are facing a period of deglobalization. And this has important implications both for companies from a strategic point of view, but uh, and for investors. Now, um, in terms of uh, which countries are affected most, um, I think that's uh, the countries that are you know like still mostly reliable on trade and at the same time not yet at the technology frontier so that would be uh, emerging markets in general and uh, low-income countries in particular well uh, dr bro any particular names that will be able to share with us just to um, help us get up to speed as to which other countries that could see eight to twelve percent economic losses well, actually, the IMF is not coming up with these details, and it's also very important to state that it's not based on um, empirical data because there's a lack of this data. It's it's purely model-based. Um, it's a model exercise that took some assumptions, so it would be like only a wild guess now to 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 pin that down to um, the different countries. But as I said, uh, highly you know, like we, we should look out for countries that are still very reliant on. Uh, on trade. So, for instance, China is actually uh, in, in that bracket, but ah, China is at least better on in, in terms of technology. I see. Well, Dr. Brill, I also want to deep dive into Europe where VP Bank is in. We're expecting uh, the euro area December inflation rate later in the week and expectations of a price increases to slow to 9.2% on year from a double digit. Uh, to what extent do you think inflation have peaked in the region and Really, is the region in a recession? Because Goldman Sachs came out to say that it's not in a recession for 2023, but uh, some say that Europe is already in a recession. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, it looks that inflation has also finally peaked in Europe. Uh, we expect inflation rates to come down, similar as in the US now in the, in the coming month. Uh, it's going to 
inflation is going to decelerate actually quite fast, given, given all the basis effects at play. Um, uh, but this does not mean that we will avoid a recession in Europe. Um, currently, the economic environment looks a bit stronger than expected. If you look at the labor market still doing well, um, also some other hard economic data, we've seen the first estimate of GDP growth in Germany um, for 2022. And it's indicating that uh, in the fourth quarter, we've seen a stagnation of growth, not yet a decline in growth rates. Having said that, um, we, it's, it's very unlikely that we will avoid a recession. It's just probably starting a bit later um, than we originally anticipated. Mm. And staying in Europe, um, Dr. Brill, the World Economic Forum underway right now as we're speaking, and the forum really takes place against the cost of living crisis and the war in Ukraine. What do you think we can expect to come out of the meeting? Well, to be honest, we will. We will it's, it's, a, it's a big show. We, we see a lot of important people out there. It's a lot of media coverage, uh, um, interesting topics we will will be covered, a lot of debates, a lot of bold statements, but in the end, my guess is it's it's not going to be a lot of tangible outcomes to expect. Well, Dr. Brill, um, closer to home within Asia, we have the Bank of Japan slated to announce its interest rate decision tomorrow. Uh, what are your expectations? To what extent can we expect the BOJ to make further tweaks to its yield control policy then? I think, first of all, it would be good to get some more guidance and, and explanation on why did they uh, did the, the, the twists in, in December on the yield curve control and and, and, and the widening basically there. Um, we, we, we would be rather surprised if we already see an interest rate hike this week. Uh, but um, the challenges in, in terms of communication explanations are there for the Bank of Japan. Um, it's most likely that they're going to increase the inflation forecast to around or close to 2%, which is their target for both fiscal 2023 and 2024. Um, we've seen already inflation also increasing in Japan. We've seen in November core inflation up to 3.7%, the highest reading in many years, the highest since 1981. So also now the Bank of Japan faces the challenge of how um, and when they will stop their ultra uh, expensive monetary policy stance. Mm. So I have two questions. Uh, going by where we expect the BOJ to go tomorrow, what do you think this would mean for the safe haven yen and Japanese export competitiveness? And also, uh, you talked about inflation inching to closer towards the 2% mark. Has that trickled down to the labor market, though? You see, not so much yet on the labor market, but in general, it will have uh, important implications um, for, for, the, for the economy. And the main channel will be um, the, the yen, as, as you mentioned, we actually have seen already quite some reversal, <laughs> was like some movements since, since December. Um, we've seen before that actually a bit of something that was out of fashion for many years, the carry trade uh, coming up. So borrowing in yen and you know, like investing then, for instance, in the dollar. Now, this doesn't look as promising, <laughs> so we have to unwind that. Mm -hmm. And this will have some important implications. So if the um, Bank of Japan um, becomes indeed more also or joins the the the, the um the, the club of the tightening monetary policy um then this will support a yen and uh, this is going to be interesting going forward if you're just tuning in we're now speaking to dr felix brill chief investment officer at vp bank well uh, dr brill speaking of central bank action Bank Indonesia slated to announce its monetary policy decision on Thursday, and the bank has, you know, shifted to a 25 basis point 
rate increase in December after three fifty basis point hikes. Um, but really, what can we expect from here then? I expect or think it's still um, likely to see another twenty five basis points hike. Um, it's not a, a done deal, uh, um, to be be sure. It could also be. Uh, no um, increase yet, but I think it's more likely to see another 25 basis point hike because inflation actually increased in the last reading. Um, we, we still need to see uh, also the, the peak there and um, the, the um, tapering of the Fed is not yet enough for also the Bank of Indonesia basically to, to, to join the club there. Mm. And I also want to take a look at China's GDP growth what do you think is next for the Chinese economy? I mean, because you have a Reuters post expecting policymakers to ramp up support for the economy and for economic growth to rebound to 4.9% this year. So what's your take on that? Where is China headed? Uh, um, 2023 is going to be, you know, like it's most likely be better for the Chinese economy in, in terms of um, the reopening will be um, positive in the medium run for for china even if it's further supported than by 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 the government in the short run we see a bit of a, a challenge uh, um, to be be clear um the covid cases are um, have gone through the roof um we see uh, improve we need to see improvements on the vaccination so this is it takes a toll in the short term on on the economy so it's a bit of um you know, like Two sides to that equation. In the short run, it's it's a bit of a challenge, but it, it improved the outlook for the um, Chinese economy uh, down the road uh, for this year. All right, thank you very much, Dr. Brill. That was Dr. Felix Brill, Chief Investment Officer at VP Bank. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM eighty nine point three. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. 